Welcome to Six Degrees of Rumination with your hosts, Reno Gorman. Nina Boyd. Why do you always start? Because it works the out. Same, yeah. I don't know, because Reno. Welcome like to Six Degrees of Rumination with your hosts, Reno Gorman. I'm all thrown off. I can't handle it. That would be Nina. Yeah. yeah. Go. And Go. sociopathic producer Mike. Wait. No. Wait. <laughs> we actually we, could, we should do the intro for each other and just describe each other with one word. Okay, next time. You've already butchered this intro. We can no, do no, it. No, no. I want to do it now. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we've got some really, really fun, interesting stuff to talk to you about uh, in this episode. Stuff. Not like other ones where we have boring, yeah, not like useless Christmas facts. holiday. Oh, <laughs> whoa. So All right. Um, we've got some really fun stuff concerning marijuana. Mm. Lots of fun, uh, interesting stuff about marijuana. In yeah. This one. But then also things about age discrepancies and what happens when you're old or what happens when you're old but don't want to be old. Age is just a number, right? That's true, yeah. Or a number it? that you can right have legally changed. Um, and then uh, vaccinations, which is always an interesting topic. and um, Mass shootings. Yeah, everything under the change. sun. Or everything under the moon, as it were. Oh, good yeah. one. Mm. I'm a big fan of the moon. I love looking up in the sky and seeing the moon. It's <laughs> wonderful. I'm but not a fan of the moon. In fact, really? I don't think... We, no, I don't know. I like the moon, actually. I like looking one. at it. Yeah. No, it's all good. But so we only have one right now. I know, but more isn't necessarily better. Sometimes mm. less is more. Tell that to China. Yeah. They're okay. planning on launching an artificial moon satellite up in the air. Now, this uh, is crazy because they're going to do it by 2020, right, which is, is like right around the corner. Yeah. I keep so feeling like it's far away. away. Yeah. So what's the point of this fake moon? Um, I want to be honest. I think part of it is just like machismo. Like, hey, look at us. Like, yeah, we, we can. We've got another moon up there. We have two moons. Basically, <laughs> what we did when we landed on the moon. Yeah, yeah. they were like, land on this assholes. Here's a second <laughs> moon. Basically, is what they're doing. But uh, they want to like they want to use it to illuminate the city and reduce their um, streetlight energy consumption, which I think is kind of a weird solution. They're like, oh hey, you know it would be really complicated and crazy putting a second moon up here so we save some money and, and energy resources. Yeah, that's, yeah. Imagine they could just retool how they use their light. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, what happened that might be an easier solution. Than I know. What happened to the whole, like, bioluminescent light ideas? Like, some was that Paris that was doing it? And we podcast about that? Or maybe it was a different city. It was a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure we <laughs> talked about it, but it's like, why can't China do that? How is this the solution? I think they're calling it an illumination satellite. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be eight times as bright as the actual moon. But it's only going to light up a diameter of up to about 50 miles, just basically over mm -hmm. um, one city. Um, what city was it so called? Like Cheng Chengdu? Yeah, and they're, I, mean, I guess they're like testing it out with this city, basically, because I don't think their plan is to only do it here. If it works, they're probably going to, mm -hmm. you know, because China, I would imagine, has problems with like consumption in general. They probably don't want to consume so much. I forget. Maybe there's another one where they talked about like how big it would be, um, this mm. artificial satellite, or like how big it would appear. I don't think it would, ap it would appear like as big as the moon. Yeah, I don't think it could, because if it's only gonna, well, it's only gonna light up like a 50 mile radius. I don't know if it's gonna be. It's not gonna be as high up as the moon. No. Like satellite distance. Right. So. So obviously, it doesn't have to be as big since it's significantly closer. Yeah, but they want to. What are they trying to do? Um, Within five years of its launch, they're saying it's going to have an output value of 20 billion. I don't know why I started reading this phrase because I can't say that word. Yuan? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, so they think they're going to save money. 
Right. Maybe. But like hopefully also like not be so taxing on resources, which I think is more important because like money is in a way money is kind of like relative, but like the resources that you're using, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to affect everybody. So, yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to have the city pay for it or the Chinese government, but apparently like it's it's in the works and they're going to do it. They were working on it for at least as long as since 2015. Yeah, that's something that's interesting is this isn't the first time something like this has been tried. Oh, yeah, this is my favorite part of the article here. Yeah, so Russia <laughs> Russia tried it uh, in 1993. They launched um, a gigantic space mirror mm-hmm. to try to increase the length of the day. I'm waiting for daylight. Mike's expression on this. So they used, they used a giant sheet of plastic attached to a spacecraft <laughs> to reflect some light <laughs> back to Earth. His eyes. For a moment, <laughs> the device didn't, uh, did direct a beam of light down onto Russia, but... Um, this is why no one takes Russia seriously. That's not why. There's many reasons why. It just looked like a bright star. Yeah, basically. it didn't like make... I mean, you can't... I don't know. I don't know what they were hoping for, but like, it's going to be pretty hard to increase the length of the day with like a, a mirror. You know? You're going like, to need at least it. more than one mirror. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, how about you put a second sun up there, like China with their second moon? The thing is, it's not really a moon if it doesn't... Like, well, the moon th- orbits us, right? Well, yeah, this the satellite like would, would orbit us. It would it wouldn't orbit us. It would just stay like they would have it positioned so it's For always staying city. over. So it's not really orbiting us. Yeah. It's just it's orbiting with us, not around us. The headline it's was trying orbiting to be at like the same pace of how. Yeah, the so it's Earth's not orbiting, rotation. and then it's not that really orbiting. Orbit. Well, but it's not a moon. But that's the thing. But it's like <laughs> the orbits of <laughs> no shit is not a moon, but the <laughs> like the orbits based no upon like a center that. of gravity, correct? Hmm? Like, isn't orbit based upon, like, a center of gravity or something that's pulling or moving us? Like, why do we or why does the moon orbit around us? Let me ask that. Because it can't stay away. <laughs> <laughs> you left yourself open for, like, bad jokes. I'll, I'll let Reno answer that one. Right. The Earth's gravity has got it locked in orbit. Right. Okay. The same way how the planets orbit around the sun. There's some sort of form of... Um, I think... So, this isn't gravity. Like, like it's not... Then why call it a moon? It's not doing well, what a moon would do. Well, because the headline is, like, sensationalizing the project. It's just, like, for headline's sake. Yeah, it's like basically... second it's moon. <laughs> They're calling... Their name for it, their official name is Illumination Satellite. Yeah, They're not trying to be like, it's a moon. Yeah. China has shitty clickbait. Well, <laughs> that's really what this boils down to. But it is when you think about it. From <laughs> because no one gives a fuck if China is launching a satellite. Yes, from or what? a technology point of view, it's interesting to be like. Not only can we use satellites for I don't know, like sig- signals of like you know internet and stuff like that, but we can try to use. It's what we we keep talking about, like using the resources in space instead of like completely destroying the Earth. You know. No, I get that. I'm just saying we're that trying it's to like the clickbait part of it. It's think not moon. outside the box and and stop using like yeah, energy resources. Yeah, and China's just trying to posture, acting like they have a space program. All oh, right, <laughs> well, they got a yeah. space program. It just sucks. Yeah, no, it's actually pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Well, then, uh, well, not if they're doing this. Well, this isn't part of the space program. This is just like them. This is like their energy and resources. You need a space program to launch something to space. Oh my God! Boom. Next article. Okay. USA, well, USA, USA. Our space program isn't that great. No, nah, not anymore. So I wouldn't root for that. It's not like we're launching illumination satellites up there to try to cut down on energy use in big cities. We're landing Although We're landing a probe, uh, a lander thing on Mars tomorrow, on Monday. Tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, USA. Oh, Cyber Monday. USA. <laughs> USA. <laughs> USA. USA has got a fantastic space program. Oh, God. Yeah. Not to mention all the private industry. 
Yeah, I don't know how we're going to ever get away from that. Well, okay. Maybe our space program is like doing all right, but our <laughs> our stuff USA. on USA, USA, our programs. That's huh? what this that's what this episode is going to be. <sighs> USA space program. USA. Number one, just USA space USA space USA. Our programs like the word space or like a the sp- word like a space, space bar. <laughs> yeah, or we could put it in the little the little uh, the little brackets mm-hmm. or underscore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, my segue got interrupted like three times and I forgot. What I was USA. Basically, USA. maybe our space program is okay, but the stuff on Earth, we're kind of having some issues with like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and really at this point, I think people should just realize um, maybe you don't need to do this project. So there's a lot of drilling that goes on over in um, the Arctic waters. And I guess they're having by a home. hard... By us. USA, USA. <laughs> I didn't think about it. I didn't. I didn't think. Uh, um, and uh, it, right now, you know, there's a lot of global warming issues that are affecting these projects. And I guess, like, one of the things they used to be able to do is use ice that formed seasonally on the coast and um, drive their vehicles on it and like get all their equipment positioned for the drilling that they need to do. But now that ice doesn't form anymore. Because there's been so much global warming, which isn't helped by all this mining in the first place. Um, But instead of being like, you know what? All right, maybe we don't need to do this. They're looking for ways around it and they're still going to proceed with the project, which kind of sucks. What they want to do is build a gravel island about five miles from the shore and drill from there. In order to build that gravel island, they need to like drive these trucks to pick up the gravel. And the trucks need to go along the seasonal ice, which is yet to be formed, or it doesn't exist for long enough for them to drive across it. So how are they supposed to make that island, then? I don't know. They're just going to figure it out some way. Sucks to be them. I guess. Maybe it won't happen now, because it literally can't. Yeah, maybe we don't need all that much oil. Like We need some oil. I'll give you that. No, we need all the oil. I know we need some oil, but do we really need to be tapping that one? No. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be drilling up there. So but what they're what they're gonna do is they're gonna and usually this project happens over the course of one winter, but now they're just gonna say, okay, we'll do it over two winters. We're still gonna hold on to the hope that that ice will form just long enough for us to drive across it, and they're gonna just stretch the project out until it takes five years <laughs> soon, and then ten years, and then you know, I don't know. So big oil just shot themselves in the foot on that one, right? I hope it just gets w- even harder and worse for them. That's cold, Reno. Speaking of <laughs> drilling, there's new uh, technology that's going to help deliver um, drugs into your eyes. Oh, I was wondering when that technology would happen. Yeah, haven't you been wanting to put drugs in your eyeballs? Ever since I knew what drugs were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now you can just have nanorobots drill them through your eyes for you. Oh. So... um. These tiny little nanobots, which are like uh, 200 times smaller than the, dyna- than the diameter of uh, human hair. Oh, gosh. Okay. Super duper 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 tiny. Right. Um, they have like these little Teflon uh, kind of drills on them, and they can drill ah. through your eye. And then on the outside, they can use a magnetic field to drive and control where those uh, little nanobots go. And they can um, 
go to the back of your eyeball and deliver drugs needed to you know, fix whatever kind of vision thing is going wrong. Okay, so it's like specifically for vision. I yeah, was just going to so. ask if, if we thought, because I don't know if eventually... It's not like Tylenol or something. <laughs> <laughs> get it right to the source of the headache it hits you so through fast. your eye. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, Wait, that okay. makes sense? No, I'm saying it makes sense that it's like specifically for vision. Okay. I was wondering if this was like, you know, because it didn't work intravenously in the arm or something, they developed this technology. But it looks like they practiced on um, a dissected pig's eye, which I think we all remember looking at in biology. Or maybe a cow's eye. That's what I had to yeah, do. Yeah, I, I never got any eyeballs in really? my biology class. Really? Oh, you no. missed out. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, but I wouldn't even put like contact lenses on my eyeballs. No. Like that's That's too much for me. I couldn't imagine like getting like 10,000 little robots drilling through my eye to deliver drugs. Mm. Well, what if you were going to be blind otherwise? Would you do it then? I well, would. yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just, but just the idea of having a bunch of little robots drilling through my eyeball. So the thing that's... A little unsettling. I know. The thing that's creeping me out about this, besides just like the drilling idea, <laughs> is that I know that like for most stuff on your eye, you don't need um, like local anesthetic or anything because your eye parts of your eye don't have nerve endings. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if like these nanobots just go into your eye without you being under anything. I mean, they're so small. Mm. I don't know if you'd even yeah, I like guess I you'd feel it. I don't, I don't know. know. Cuz they navigate through liquid really well. Um like we use them in the bloodstream and stuff already, right? That's the thing we talked about. Mm. Um, so it's really hard for them to to navigate through liquids, which is why they want to do the eyeball thing. Oh, okay. So maybe they would have done this like through the bloodstream of like your your uh arms and stuff otherwise mm -hmm. okay so that's okay so that makes sense so maybe it is going to be medicine besides just like vision perhaps you yeah. know yeah i i don't know i feel like i wouldn't do this unless it was like the only alternative which wouldn't be an alternative the only option no maybe no, i don't know only if i was going to be blind otherwise i would do it but i just i don't know the idea of it's i just worry about things going wrong are you yeah. doing that on purpose, Mike, no, with your chair? Okay. But I'm happy it's happening. I worry about things going wrong. Like, I don't know. If I lost my vision, I'd be very upset. And just given like what just I do, just give them, just get another LASIK surgery to fix the. No, because that's it. Yeah, let me go back to the place that botched the first thing to well get. Then you go fix. to someone else. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I'll do it. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Maybe when I get like really old, I might consider stuff like that instead of having to like keep increasing my prescription strength on glasses. Yeah. Once you get old enough, you're. you're <laughs> Vision goes down the fucking toilet so bad that you might not even be able to find your way home. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I hope mine doesn't get that bad. But Like this elderly couple from um, oh. Sevierville. Sevierville? I think it's like, yeah, it sounds like Sevierville. Cyberville, maybe. Cyber? No. S-E-V-I-E-R. Tennessee. Cyberville. I don't know. Some place in Tennessee. Way to sell this article. And I didn't even interrupt the segue. Look, the part <laughs> where they live is not important because they clearly it is important. They didn't remember. Like, how could you remember that stupid name? They lost their way while driving home and police found them two states over and five days later. And how does that work? In Georgia. Because they, they were in Tennessee. Yeah. They took a wrong turn and drove for five fucking days. And then they finally asked for directions in Georgia. They were both in their mid 80s. How'd they have enough gas to they drive for five days? They were supposed to days? go. I don't know. They probably they kept. It's not like they didn't realize they were driving that long. I think they just. Yeah, but thought they were going the right way. They still got gas and stuff. It's not like they just. Like it, it takes less than a day to drive from one 
part of California to the other part of California. Not when you're 80 years south. old, though. You know no, how they yeah, drive. Yeah, yeah, actually. Like, let's true. say they were doing 55. <laughs> you still can go from... Two in five days. Like, that's you still can go from Northern California to Southern California in, like, a day doing mm-hmm. 55 yeah. miles an hour. So they don't do 55. Maybe five they, days later, you wouldn't you? Wouldn't that cue you in and be like, yo... No, no, I think they, they knew that they weren't getting home. Mm. I think they were just, like... Maybe they assumed that they were still going the right way. They were like, oh, man... Taking longer than usual. <laughs> Maybe they weren't taking freeways either. Maybe they were taking all these back roads yeah. all the way through to Georgia. But they were just supposed Doesn't to be say. going to a hospital in Knoxville, um, I guess. And it turned into a, a five-day excursion over two states. Um, it's a good thing the police found them. Oh, man. Okay, so they were going to the hospital because like, apparently it looked like one of them had fallen at home. And they were going to the med center. Um, so, hmm. Are we sure they weren't just like committing a crime? Yeah, time some, trying some to like <laughs> get away with it or something. Like oh, oh, we were lost. Oh, <laughs> we were going to the hospital. Is this Georgia? I don't know. Oh, that fell. Okay. Yeah, I I don't think that they were. I think they were running from something. Maybe, maybe they're running from their daughter, who's interviewed in this article. <laughs> Creepy. They weren't diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's, according to whoever wrote this. So they have all their faculties. But. The daughter suggested they do suffer from memory loss and can become easily confused. She has decided that they shouldn't have um, keys to the car anymore. And so she's using this uh, ordeal as an excuse or justification to take the keys away, I guess. That sucks. I think that's a good excuse. I mean, yeah, I guess it is, but it's like, it also is sad, you know. You know what they could have done? Oh, if they would just legally change their age from being 80s to like their 40s, maybe they'd be better drivers. That's true. Maybe like once they change that number, all kinds of things, their vision would improve. They wouldn't be forgetful. They'd mm-hmm. be better drivers. They would realize after four days that they're going the wrong way. Because what is age anyways? Isn't it just a number? Yeah. Sure. No, I hate it when people say that. It is just a number. No, it's not. It's a number that means several things. It's an objective way of measuring how long you've been alive. Yeah. So a number. It's not just a number. If something's just a number, that's subjective and okay. arbitrary. It's not arbitrary. It's not subjective. So this guy pisses you off, basically. Yes. Okay. This He's guy, Emil Rattlebrand, a 69-year-old motivational speaker from Holland, mm-hmm. wants to change his birth um, to be 20 years later so that he's 49 legally instead of 69. It's like... No. You can't just change that shit. Right. But he argues. What's his reasoning? He feels two decades younger than he actually is. Yeah, because he feels like he's 49. Doctors told him he has the body of a younger man. So do a lot of people. That doesn't mean that they need to. Like, honestly, he should be proud to say, I'm 69 and look Mm -hmm. how good I look. Not be like, I'm 49 and have people be like, wow, you look 69. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, he's trying to get dates on Tinder and such. Oh. And so he wants to be able to legally say that he's really? 49. Really? I thought you Tinder. were joking, and then I no, looked at No, that's what it says, yeah. He says having a younger age on paper would give him a boost in life and on dating apps. Boom. I'd like you to just take a look at this guy, Mike. I mean, he's he's got a lot of white hair and a white beard. Smug, douchey-looking guy. I mean, if he wants to pull off 49, maybe he could like color his hair. Yeah, like, right? Or not have that expression of distrust on his face i think 49 year olds everywhere would be kind of pissed off at this guy yeah trying to play it off like he's really 49 this is crazy so like he also told he he had the um argued his case in in court already and he told the court he'd be happy to delay his pension benefits for 20 years as a logical extension of his age change that's ridiculous 
Does he really think he's going to live to be like 99 you and then get on pension? You get your pension, what, like 62, 63, 64? You should already have it. He's right. 69. Yeah. But he's like, I'd be happy to delay benefits if you say so that I'm like 49 82, again. 82, 84. Mm, I guess. Yeah. And what was the decision? I don't think they went for it. I don't know if they've ruled on it yet, but I don't think they're going to go for it. But I can see people uh, comparing this to like uh, uh, transgender, like people saying that they feel like they're not a boy. That is not the same. Like I know, but I can see people trying to make the analogy and comparison. That's annoying because the judge noted that same thing. Mm-hmm. And the judge was like, well, that was impossible before, and now it's allowed. <coughs> yeah, okay. But devil's advocate, though, isn't that what like trans anything so like there's people who are trying to change their race because they feel more black than white there's people who are changing their gender do you have a legal race though uh, yeah actually i'm legally caucasian yeah like on your id it says white or whatever Mm -hmm. look on yours yeah Hmm. i think so i mean it definitely has like your date of birth your eye color hair color Maybe not on the ID, maybe it, but it's definitely like in government paperwork a lot of the yeah. time. You have you to like list it. Like, quite you, uh, honestly, if you walked around telling people you were black, you'd probably get your ass kicked. Yeah. You know? Just saying. Yeah. So, with that, I, you I'm a black 49 year old girl. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, not, you're not fooling anybody. So, no. the thing is, is like, there's that, I think that's the thing that no one wants to address is there's a lot of ramifications mm-hmm. behind just changing what you came out as. You can't, I mean, this guy is crazy. I'm yeah. just looking ahead here, not to. But cut what's it to, to stop it? Like we we've already changed gender. We're currently changing race. What's to change age? But I think gender is more nuanced because we have this false dichotomy of it's, it's, it's either male yeah. or female, and that's all there is. Because yeah. there's play, always uh, been a to play more devil's advocate. There's a pretty big way to tell. Gender and, it's in and your pants. sex are different. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but like, but they're, they're linked. linked. There are men with XY chromosomes. Mm -hmm. True. There are women with XY chromosomes. There are people with both. Yeah, and there's people with XXY, people with, I think, I don't know if XYY. Hermaphrodites. XXX. Yeah, hermaphrodites or um, asexual people. So, like, gender is more than just is it A or is it B. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it's but a lot of it can be related to what these people are trying to say. Uh-huh. It's about feeling too. Obviously, the people who come out like I feel more like a man, so therefore I should be a man. Okay. Well, here's his like quote justification. I'm playing devil's advocate. Listen, sure, yeah. when I'm 69, I'm limited. If I'm 49, then I can buy a new house, drive a different car, I can take up more work. When I'm on Tinder and it says I'm 69, I don't get an answer. And then he goes, when I'm 49 with the face I have, I will be in a luxurious position. The way it's like phrased is cracking me up. His website says he has seven children and a steady relationship with the woman of his dreams, quote unquote. However, he told media outlets that he is dating and is seeking to have more children with surrogate mothers. So there's all kinds of stuff going on here. He's a fucking Genghis Kong of the Netherlands. (laughs) Sounds like he's just a creep. Yeah, I don't know. He's like... yeah. Just because you want kids doesn't make you a creep. Oh. It's well, the way he's people, going about people it. People get angry about like whether or not people want kids or how they want to say they have kids and like all these things, you know. How dare you not have kids? Hey, we're happy how not having kids. How dare you? What do you what's your problem with us not having kids? I'm just kidding. Okay. Oh, kidding. Yeah. Passive aggressive. Yeah. Get it? You're not kidding. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh. So, but like, apparently, some people are literally. You're lucky it's close to Christmas. Otherwise, I'd shoot these stupid fucking puns down. Morally <laughs> outraged by those who decide not to have kids. Yeah, I've I've gotten that feeling from people sometimes. Parents. Like, 
No, no, no. <laughs> but just like people that I meet where I'm like, yeah, you know, we've been married for 11 years. We're not having kids. And they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, married life is great when you don't have kids. You I know? bet. Yeah. It's probably, <laughs> why, you, it's probably <laughs> why you're still <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, people, I think, are more surprised um, when they hear how long we've been together and we're not going to have kids. But um, how do your parents feel about it, though? Did they ever, they're like, not happy. Yeah. But they don't. They don't tell me what to do. But they they, yeah. they, they voiced well, when it comes up. They voice the fact that they think we're making a mistake, and then the conversation's over. Yeah. My feeling yeah. is like most of the crap that happens, most of the sacrifice of having kids is on the woman, and I don't feel like mm -hmm. it's fair. Like this happens so many times where like the guy's parents are upset, and I'm like, well, you know what? Why don't you have the kids then? <laughs> you know, go ahead. You have a uterus. Go for it. Oh, you know, like uh, did I'm you do a poll? How do you know that that's how it is? I just feel like that's what happens a lot of the time. <laughs> You know, I f you feel it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think there's a statistic <laughs> between which set of parents is the one. That I gets think upset. there is. But anyway, um, see, we're already like getting angry about it. I'm not. I am. I'm not angry. You're angry. I give a shit. Look at this. Like a growing number of couples are choosing small dogs over small humans. No, I'll never do small that. Small dogs are worse than children. I feel like. I like cats or you big dogs. You just alienated all the dog, lo dog lovers out there. They, whatever. Small I like dog dogs. Lovers. Small dogs I mean, are obnoxious. There's a, there's a definite like line in the sand between small and big dog like lovers. 20 pounds? Yeah. 15 pounds? I, I 15 don't, pounds anything is small. Anything that my cat can kick its ass, it's not a dog. It's like 10, 12 pounds probably. Yeah. So anything, anything that my cat can fuck up, just don't. No. Which one of your cats is the rowdiest? Dexter? Dexter. Yeah. 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 No. Looks like he can fuck some shit up. He had a <laughs> he had a yellow lab and two streetwise cats backed into a corner when he was six months old. <laughs> He's just a little kitten? Yeah. Damn. That's my boy. <laughs> yeah. That's my boy, boy Blue. <laughs> I didn't I didn't we didn't even know. We just took him over to the house and he just fucking ran that shit. <laughs> So what's this about moral outrage with all of it? making me sad because... So, okay, this um, researcher set up a... Not an experiment, like a survey and a study um, with 197 undergrad psych students. Um, and they were told, you know, this experiment has to do with people's sense of intuition and how accurately they can predict the future. Um, they were given one of four versions of an anecdote about a married adult's decision to have children. And then there were variables accounting for gender and if they had zero, one, or two children. And then participants were supposed to rate how psychologically fulfilled they thought those hypothetical couples were. Which is such a weird thing in the first place, I think, to like judge someone else's psychological fulfillment, mm -hmm. you know? Just and so, like, um, they overwhelmingly rated, rated the childless couples as like, oh, they can't be very fulfilled and happy and actually they felt like moral outrage at them for not having kids indicating that like not having kids is seen as atypical but also as wrong like you're well, you're doing humanity wrong you know here's the thing that uh, here not that this has ever had a basis on it but everybody i see who has children usually seem massively stressed out yeah mm -hmm. way more worry way more stress way more responsibility and just generally way more unhappy mm -hmm. than somebody that 
doesn't have a child. And here's the thing. And then they try to like sell it like, oh, yeah. well, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me while I've lost all my hair, put on 30 pounds, and have high blood pressure now. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> they want everyone else to be as miserable as them because they feel irritated that there are happy adults walking around. And they could have been one of those if they had just not had kids. You, know, the, just you just described like how I feel about going to work. But I feel like work is necessary because we need like money to get things. Kids... You can, that's optional. You don't have to add that stress and responsibility in your life. You know, and then yeah. the thing is, is like everybody is talking, like all, every parent I ever meet is like, well, I'm going to have to sell all these things I like to put them through college and shit. And they, you just see this like look of despair in their face. I'm just like. It's not even despair. It's just like emptiness. Yeah. Like it, it, starts, it starts with despair and then it just turns into complete like I'm a husk of what I used to be. But you know what's weird? I, I don't feel like my parents were like that with us. I didn't get I the sense no. that they were like depressed that they had kids. I think now parenting no. is different. My parents didn't have that about them. Yeah. But it's just. What, I'm not talking about. Yeah. My direct parents. No. But this but generation. This yeah. Are people definitely like the Gen X generation and younger. They definitely. They just look at like. Having kids is this huge burden. Yeah, it is. It's like a Marty Dom. It's like that's that's yeah, like the joy uh, that comes out. It's like I sacrificed yeah. and my I happiness and my pursuit of life so that s- you know the next generation could or pers- take like pursue their their version of happiness. Or and take success. like I remember when I used to work in Title, which was a very like that traditional like family and child type of like people work oh, with yeah, Title. Oh yeah, a lot of like like middle aged like we're working our four hundred one k's and some of the be- school this <laughs> and you know. When I got laid off, like uh, some of the attitude I got was, well, you're going to be, you'll be okay because you don't, you know, somebody else here really needed this job because they have kids. They actually were saying this to me on the way out. And I looked at them just like, so I got laid off because I don't have children. Yeah. Mm. Isn't there a lawsuit? As taxing to the human race by adding to it. Is that, so it's not about quality. You're choosing who to get rid of, not based on quality of work, but whether or not they fucked without a condom. Well, that's people (laughs) though, you know, you know, and that's the kind of thing. It's just like that whole entire attitude. It's just like, no, you made a choice. Yeah. Like you made a choice. Mm -hmm. You needed, like, don't, don't, don't expect other people to make up. Like, shut up. You get a tax break. You know, what yeah. are you complaining about? Like, don't you expect, get your benefit in Yeah, there. don't expect other people to take on hardship because you chose to take on hardship. Mm-hmm. Although that's, that's basically how our whole, like, healthcare structure works. But and and then that's what kind of, <laughs> like, that, that whole entire thing about, like, th- that's the attitude about, I guess, first world childbearing, I'll, I'll yeah. call it. It's like, and everybody thinks they're owed something because they've shat out some little fuck. And I'm like, oh, my uh, God. <laughs> yeah, we don't have kids. This is why. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 maybe my attitude's bad, but I've never seen anything positive out of like today's parents. No, they don't seem very no. into it. If they are positive, it's because they're like posing all these things for social media to be like, look yeah, at my or kid or reading or yeah, on the toilet. And I'm like, why is this being blasted everywhere? Yeah, and that's the other thing is like posting their children's like bathing pictures uh, for social validation. No, it's just kind of like, 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 why can't things just like be private sometimes? Yeah. And it's know? just like, why, why are you, sh- why are you showing your kids jaunts on social media? <laughs> like, <laughs> So, so I don't know. I maybe maybe the bad attitude comes with me because I look at it just kind of like I have this weird, weird point of view. But if other people are looking at child-free people as demoralizing, they need to look in the fucking mirror. Yeah. Well, people get angry about like the whole topic yeah. in general, and people are very protective of their kids, even if they seem like they're annoyed at the fact that they have kids. They suddenly like sometimes get these crazy ideas that like you know whatever their kids want to do is more important than like other people's kids well-being i feel like that happens a lot too this sort of like i don't know 
entitlement of like, I have children and so I should get to do this thing. And that happens a lot with the vaccination world. I feel yeah. like a lot. How do you feel about uh, people not vaccinating their kids? Do you care? Are you more I care. Average? Yeah. I know if if certain friends of mine listen to me right now, they're going to be pissed, but deal with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think it causes autism. I don't think it causes like there's it no. Doesn't. It doesn't like the people who are using all those kind of excuses. I'm sorry. It's been it's been scientifically proven right. that it autism, doesn't. Autism. Autism is a. G- Genetically based condition. It's not based upon how vaccines much vaccines don't change your genes. Yeah, yeah. and that's so. So with that, it, I, uh, that was the last argument that f- could have had weight in the anti-vax thing. And since it's been proven wrong, mm-hmm. get fucking vaccinated. Well, no one needs to have polio. No yeah. one needs to have we all the things that vaccines stop. Come back, yeah, and that's what happens when you get enough people who aren't vaccinating. Yeah, and like the percentage of people who are vaccinated immune drops below a certain percentage. The rest of the population is in danger of um, no. getting these diseases, and then the disease spreads. Now I get using mercury in anything is bad, but even right, then, but <laughs> even then, so it's like, what's worse, having a little bit of mercury? Or fucking polio. And here's the yeah. thing too, the whole mercury thing is okay. If um like I try to like be I try to see their point of view, right? Right, like but but people people don't know shit about mercury. Like it's it's a different <laughs> form a of mercury. Thank you. It's it's molecularly combined with other molecules, which makes it safe at those levels. Like fucking exactly. you need sulfur in your body. Like you need sulfur, but too much sulfur is fucking horrible. Right. You attach it to a different molecule; it's still sulfur, but it comes attached to like an oxygen or hydrogen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then it's sulfuric acid, and it's lethal, right? It's or like that thing where everybody was worried about acid rain recently because of right. the fires. It's always acid rain, right? That's like saying like we need to be afraid of oxygen, or we need to be afraid of hydrogen. Yeah, pure oxygen, sure. No, pure oxygen is fine. Yeah, it is fine. Yeah, it just gets you high. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but it it's a really good natural high. Oh, my yeah. God. All right. Yeah. But, yeah, just saying, like, mercury, bad. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's like kind of like, it's like, Yeah, okay. but it's not pure mercury. It's mixed with other things. It's, it's like, yeah. In small it's doses, it's, it's you know, fine. It's, and that's the kind of thing. It's like, you don't have an argument at this point. If it's been, it's proven that, yo, it's autism is genetic and nothing else. And the mercury in it isn't as bad as you think it is. All, all these mm-hmm. things. And so it's like, why anybody's choosing not to vaccinate now? Because it's like, I feel like people do this thing where when they can't control certain things, they become obsessed with all this mm-hmm. stuff, these issues. And they're like, well, you know, the world might be crazy and I might not be able to afford things because I have all these children. But God damn it, I'm not going to vaccinate them. You okay, know? I, so. I'm, I will rage against the machine yeah. most of the time. <laughs> You sound like it. such an old man. I know. Okay, I will rage against <laughs> the machine. The machines. Yeah, you know, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me, except for the part where it causes polio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's. And then I'm too. like, no, okay, like I'm on board with the machine with the whole anti-polio thing. Well, this the you yeah know? the scary thing is I don't I don't know they're not thinking that way they're just like no vaccines are bad and we're not going to do it and the other but problem why who started the who really started this kind of with Jenny McCarthy whole, wasn't it her that's a whole other podcast. But, like, the scary thing is because none of these parents have been around for outbreaks, we've been using vaccines successfully for a while. They don't understand, they don't take the threat seriously. So they're like, oh, fuck it, we're not going to do it because that's never been an issue before. And, well, yeah, yeah but now that, like, all issue. of you aren't doing it, it is going to be an issue. Yeah, it's not a fucking issue because of that. Yeah. It, like, that's the reason why we don't, like, uh, 
Who's yeah. not? All right, just get in the fucking meme. But who didn't vaccinate their fucking little this <laughs> this, this particular article is about a county in North Carolina, a private school that had an outbreak of chickenpox, um, and it's also a school that has um, significantly low vaccination rates. So in now the here's state, something you and I talked about earlier what? this morning about how there's a chickenpox vaccine. I now? was about to get into that. Just yeah. relax. In the state of North Carolina, you have to vaccinate. Um, you know, it's just like a law, but you can get around it if you say you have a religious exemption. And so a lot of these parents are doing that. It seems like their real um, thing against it, though, is that they they're scared that vaccines cause autism. And in reading this article, I was kind of like, wait, I remember having the chicken pox as a kid. And then Mike and I talked about it and we we're like, oh, yeah, we did. The first vaccine wasn't licensed for use until 1995. Isn't that yeah. crazy? It's like. Now mm-hmm. so we we're have like vaccines for this yeah. thing that like pissed everyone off when we were kids. Chickenpox mm-hmm. were horrible. That means we will probably have shingles when we're older because we had chickenpox when we were younger. Yeah, like old people go through shingles. Yeah, because but like this generation of kids, they won't experience for that. This school in North Carolina, yeah, aren't gonna have. And like some of the the devil's devil's advocate or people that say they don't want to, you know to get vaccinated. It's like, well, it's my choice. Like, what do you ca- if you get vaccinated for chickenpox or measles. Uh, polio, then, then you're not going to be affected, right? Like you'll be immune to, you know, if my child gets chickenpox or or meals, whatever, it's not going to pass it on to you. It's like, no, wrong. Like these vaccines aren't a hundred percent effective for yeah. every single person. Like, yeah. but if everybody's taking it, the chance of every n- anybody right. getting it is almost nil. Ninety-three right. to ninety-five percent is yeah. is good, and like now we're getting. Yeah, I'll take ninety-three percent you know close to like below those numbers right. yeah i'll take 93 percent over 40 percent yeah right. you know what i mean like but so the, yeah there's like outbreaks of measles now in all these places right like you could be vaccinated against measles or polio and chickenpox and still get those if everyone around you has, has measles <laughs> yeah. or chickenpox right. and the longer we keep these uh diseases alive the more they evolve and get resistant to yeah. the treatments. And then so, we like, you're making our job harder. A lot of these diseases were completely eradicated, um, or a lot of diseases were completely eradicated because of vaccines. And if right. we have people stop we, doing them... We then, almost got yeah. rid of measles yeah, and polio. Like, we were fucking of. close. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. And I think there's just this culture of, like, um, you know, of being anti-science. Because, one, mm-hmm. it's part of the establishment, so there's always, like, a rage against the machine. Someone's kind like, of the government's telling you these things. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want the government telling you what to do. Like, mm-hmm. I get yeah. that. And, like, not trusting the elites or, like, the people, that the, all the know-hows and the geniuses. and Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but then I don't... F- so, in this article, they were saying that a lot of the people, at least in this county, who were against vaccinations, they were well-educated and wealthy. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much like, you know, oh, I don't trust science and the government and all these like, you know, rich assholes who have all these resources telling me not to do stuff or telling me to do stuff. It's more like they're so entitled that they just assume they don't have to do these things that are good for the public health. I feel like that's what it is. No, I, but I think, like you said, like they believe that the science is wrong. And yeah. There's like some kind of conspiracy, like the, f- you know, like the pharmacology industry is just trying to make money because there's so many more vaccines now and it costs so much money. Yeah. And they think like, oh, maybe it causes autism. And even though science says no, they, you know, there's well, this anti-science yeah. wave yeah. going through uh, our society. Unfortunately, the only industry that can explain to them why they're wrong is the one that they're determined to fight against. Yeah, so thing, you can't really the other thing that. I don't understand is like you know how science and religion are kind of locked in this inter- eternal battle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So with religion slowly losing the battle and more people claiming to be agnostic and atheist, well, you know, like the the thing is, is like, why is the the belief in science going down? Also, because understanding science is hard. People want to make yep. their own beliefs. They want to make their own science. Fine, but spaghetti that's monster. That's easier. This right. is a real black and white case. But I'm Either not even you're saying r- like you're religious or no. you're, you're you believe in it's science. It's not black like and white. It's not. And like I mean, I wasn't even saying like they gravitate toward religion because they don't want to deal with science. I'm saying like maybe they're not religious, but they also don't want to take the time to understand science. So mm-hmm. they just kind of like make their own reality. You don't have to. That's the beauty of science. No, no, no. Somebody's smarter that, than you. That's what they have It's doing with. the work. Like what Reno said, they're kind of like, oh, we're suspicious of this whole like higher up industry telling us things. And because they don't understand it on their own and they're suspicious, they're like, well, I'm not going to trust this explanation that's like given to me by people who study it, you know. So they're just in a corner. <laughs> and you can't win. That's why when you try to like have debates with people like this, it doesn't work. Because they just want to think what they want to think. They don't want to like expand their understanding of things. You know, everyone has something that they're like that about. It's like me with Christmas and Reno. Fuck Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be cool if they had a vaccine against uh, mass shootings. Mm. I think that's, that's called personality. <laughs> a, person, a personality vaccine? I don't know. No, no, not to like <laughs> keep from having one, but to have to have one and to understand like you're, I don't know. It's not as simple as that. I shouldn't say that. But yeah, that would be cool. Probably worse than uh, chicken pox or measles and polio. Mass shootings are spreading across America like wildfire. Yeah. Oh, which is also spreading across California. Right. So there's a vaccine for wildfires. <laughs> well, these mass shootings are happening like where? Hmm? Where are they happening? Mm. Uh, mostly in the United States. No, like where in the United this States? This last one that we're Fucking talking about is in Thousand Oaks. Everywhere. <laughs> Fucking churches, yoga studios. Mike's trying to get you to say that it's either in small cities, like small towns, or in big cities. No, I was trying to make a joke saying that if it keeps happening in schools, we won't have to worry about vaccinating our kids. Oh. So. Yeah, oh so it's yeah, yeah, hey, uh, I see you again. Uh, okay, yeah. All right. Unfortunately, so. it's not only in schools. It's like, you know, arenas sometimes and bars and like things like that. Fucking Wait, where everywhere. are you going to the Kings game, right? Better be careful. <laughs> yeah. Bring a gun. <laughs> um, but people are getting um, like compassion fatigue because it just happens so often. You're like, oh, only only seven people are shot. Oh, that's not that's not that bad, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Or it's even like it's sort of like this annoyance at it where they're like, oh man, like that's terrible, and we just had one of those, which is it sounds so cold and like heartless. But that's people's reaction now. It's because not only are they happening a lot, but we're able to hear about them so much easier. And because it's like this constant thing, we know it's tragic, but like we're hearing about it all the time. Um, it, you just get this sort of like reaction to it where you're like, I don't have the energy to feel as bad as I should about this. It's something that's common with like uh, first responders and like people in hospitals and, and things like that, you know. They feel that a lot. But now the general public is starting to feel that way, uh, which sucks. But there's this phenomenon that happens, like, the more people who are affected by it, it doesn't make us feel worse about the tragedy. It's like, it's the same. it doesn't matter if, like, 30 people are shot or, like, seven. But if one person dies, you're actually more likely to feel worse about that if it's an individual instead of a group. I don't... I think mm. that... The thing is, is that if we don't... My, uh, I have an opinion. It's just going to be hard to word. I think what it is is that we have this problem. 
we know what the fix is. We don't implement that fix. And I'm not saying ban guns. That's not the fix. I was like, I mean, even if you do, people will find even if a way you do, to make their own bombs. And yeah, like they're going to find a way to do the other mass whatever. Yeah. Like that, that, We aren't getting down to the nitty-gritty mass of... Mass vaccinations. We're not getting down to the nitty-gritty of what's causing people to actually perform this. Yeah. The mental mm-hmm. health side of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing. It's like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be pro gun here, so I'm sure everyone like there's a bunch of people who are <laughs> getting triggered. Uh, um, yeah. Nice. I so, see what you did there. So yeah, if you're getting triggered right now, just fucking calm your shit. That's not where I'm going for. Whether you like guns or not, it's not the argument here. The argument here is why aren't we weren't getting down to the root of the issue. So we're just accepting the fact that we have an issue and that's it. Kind of like we have an issue with poverty. But there's no, f- we're not fixing it. We have an issue with the homeless, but we're not fixing it. So it doesn't. So when you see all these homeless people walking down the street, you're apathetic now because it's every fucking day. Yeah. We're just accepting the mass shootings as part of our society now, yeah. instead of addressing why isn't it getting fixed. See, that's the problem: is that this society we don't want to talk about the thing that needs to be fixed. We don't like mass shootings, homeless. All all this boils back down to we don't have mental health facilities anymore well and i think th- there's a big thing there too is we compartmentalize mental health even just the word like mental health like it's just it's not even it's, it's, it's just like a stigma it's like we're, we're talking about it in such a childish way like well, or such, such it's such obviously a, a spectrum too That's right like yeah it's a spectrum and like you can't just like be like oh well if you have mental health problems well then you just go to the mental health store to go get it fixed <laughs> yeah you just but go to the mental health doctor and then they fix it and like so that's the that's the solution is so we just need more mental health facilities more mental health doctors like no like people are depressed for for good reason yeah people are unhappy with the way of life for good reason you can't just compartmentalize and be like oh well if they spend an hour a week going to uh, a therapist or something like that, that that's the solution that's like putting no. a band-aid isn't it on a start hmm? no it yeah it's, well, it's, it's a start it's something but it's putting a band-aid yeah. or like duct taping uh, a mechanical problem when you could be fixing like the underlying root which is a really complex exactly you're not going to get complex problem that you have to look at holistically but that's like the right. thing our life like and people's lives exactly. we can't get to the actual nitty-gritty yet until we start addressing and the only way we can start addressing is at least to have a place for these people to be to start addressing the yeah, problem. Yeah, it's a start. It's a start. And it's the thing is, is we haven't even done that, so we're just accepting well, the problem. A, yeah, like not yeah. as a nation. Yeah, and I'm not saying that our previous mental health facilities were all that great. They weren't. You yeah, know, they're all haunted. Oh yeah, they're haunted now. <laughs> but th- I'm not saying that they were all that great either. You know, like obviously it needed to be reformed, not shut down, but reformed some way. But we aren't doing that. So we just allow the problem to be part of our society now. And that's why we've become apathetic to it. We just accept it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean... Well, the other problem, too, is like kind of like what Reno said. We view it as this thing that needs to be off to the side. Like, it's its own category. And, like, it's hard to reform a system when that system isn't really integrated into the rest of our lives. You mm-hmm. know? Like, the mental health care facility isn't really something that people think of as part of their life. It's not like the grocery store or, like... Your yeah. house, you know. Yeah, and it's hard to... Well, they uh, need to realize that it is because, quite honestly, with the amount of people out there with mental health, anything mm-hmm. ranging from minor OCD all the way to mass shooting type of shit, yeah. you know, it's a part of everyone's life. You yeah. Either you are, either you have something that needs to be addressed or you know somebody that needs to be addressed. 
Uh, one of the problems, like our capitalism society works very well on so many fronts and it's gotten us so much things. But like you can't quantify or monetize mental health. The, you, you uh, the problem in a capitalistic you know, society, and this is why I like capitalism like up until... There's nothing to gain by having a mental health. Right, you there's don't only make money from it. There's only loss. There's no gain. And how do you measure someone? Like, how do you objectively standardize someone's mental health? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's very hard. Like, you know, psychologists have different scales and tests, but you know, it's kind of hard to pinpoint. Like, you know, on a scale of one to ten, what's this person's rating? Are you know, if they're below a three, then are they at risk for shooting? You know, it's, it's really hard to measure or quantify most that uh, kind of stuff. In a lot of I won't say most cases, in a lot of cases with the mass shooters, let's take let's take that since that's the biggest one. The people that committed it at one point or another, somebody in their past yeah. pointed it out and it yeah. was ignored. Like well, well, one of them was one of them that was brought up to the attention of the FBI mm -hmm. multiple multiple times and nothing happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's because like they I don't know, there's lots of reasons why, but Sometimes it's just because like the correct system isn't in place for them to. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, there's too many problems. Like, sometimes even if you tell the FBI, like they're not supposed to act on things if it's just a suspicion, or like they can't do certain things, or they're not right. like I don't know. Yeah, like, they're not going to use all their resources on yeah. No, they got not. a Big Brother government, like maybe overstepping their bounds and in investigating, or yeah. well, then uh, but Big Brother government can always put it back on the local uh, and maybe. be like, hey, here's a red flag. You know, that's the thing. Whether, like whether it's Big Brother or Little Brother, well, <laughs> like yeah. state or federal or yeah. city. But here's the thing. It's just like know. if we know there's an issue, there's an underlying issue going on here, and we haven't acted on it. Like in, the, in, the, in a couple of these scenarios, it was just like, why was this person even like outside of a facility? And that's, I mean, that's including jail. You know, like like they they did things well, that jail doesn't help, but they did things there. that that should have put them in a correctional facility, and they still were out, and they still had access. Yeah, and that's kind of like well, a lot all of these the red flags and no. all of these things. Like a lot of the times, the problem is like they're too young. You yeah. know, and like no. people, our society doesn't like the idea of like taking a 15 year old and like making them in whatever facility. But they're not all like 15. A, even like a. I'm just saying, like a lot of the time, I feel like that's what happens, and so like they avoid the youth jail, you know, and then they grow up and they become an adult and then they learn how to like keep everything to themselves and they don't get in prison for things and then they get a gun and then there you go, you know, like, because we don't want to condemn teenagers to a life in prison or like a track that will set them on a life in prison. But there's no alternative usually. Oh, well, look at the way, um, to further prove this article's point, look at the way we're talking about it. We talk about it so removed yeah. from the actual action. Like, we're talking about it as just some sort of casual onlooker. Mm. I'm know. apathetic to it. I won't lie. I don't know. I'm 100% apathetic. Whenever I see it pop up on my news feed, I just keep swiping. Uh, it still affects me. Like, I don't feel like I've become yeah. too apathetic to it. But I've got a simple solution to it all. Let's just smoke more pot. Oh. I think that makes you more empathetic and compassionate. Maybe. And, and good news is you don't have to smoke pot anymore. There's numerous, numerous options now. Like... There's this moss that they've discovered. Um, it, it's endemic to New Zealand and Australia. <gasps> Liverwort? Yep. Sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to. Yeah, thanks for interrupting me. Yep. <laughs> um, Don't act like that's not a thing in this podcast, getting interrupted. Well, at least she didn't talk over me. That's that's a good that's mm, a good one. Okay. You need a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Liverwort has um, PET or paratetanin, um, which is very, very similar to THC, which is the, you know, the psychoactive uh, compound in cannabis. THC works on the cannabinoid receptor system in our body, and so does this PET um, molecule found in liverwort. But it doesn't, it's a very, very mild high. It doesn't get you like super high like pot does, if you call that super high. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so much pot you smoke. This had like legal high in here. So I'm assuming that if you smoked liverwort and drove, no one would notice or care. Probably not. Until now. I don't know if you smoke it or eat like it. I was just going to say, like, wait, what would it be? Yeah. Um, but it could be, it could um, be really helpful for like um, pain management. It might be a good, really, uh, really good um, painkiller that doesn't get you high like THC does. Yeah, or so. it doesn't screw you up like opioids. But it's really fascinating because there's no other plant that we know of that affects the uh, that affects the cannabinoid cannabinoid receptors like uh, like cannabis does. But now they've discovered that this liverwort moss does, which I think is pretty cool. So can all be smoking moss and chill the <laughs> fuck out and stop shooting each other and get some vaccines. Maybe that'll... Oh, Do well, you think smoking that's going moss, to getting vaccines. Everybody likes to say they smoke some pot and chill the fuck out, but it doesn't solve the problem. It's another Band-Aid. No, I think sometimes, like... I think it solves the problems, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you like... You don't see me going around having <laughs> kids unvaccinated and shooting up people, do you? <laughs> don't smoke <laughs> pot for six months. No, okay. <laughs> Like, but you wouldn't. Then be I'm like gonna. That then anyway. I gonna. Then I'm gonna have fucking kids in the oven mm. and shoot someone up. Jeez. Oh, okay, but I don't there you go. So. I think you're then all you did was put a bandaid on your problems. No, his personality. No, that's the root of it, man. Yeah. No, that's not the root of it. Uh. If you want to get to the root of it, you gotta stick pot up your butt. Oh well, that's a great segue, <laughs> or a surprise, no segue. That's a better way to consume marijuana. So says uh, some scientists. In Canada, let's just be clear. No, uh, Washington D.C. Oh, doctors in Canada. Oh, oh, doctors. I guess. Okay, I guess both. But I'm. S yeah, people then corroborate it. Oh, I see. Yeah. This guy. All right, fine. So, um, yeah, I mean, you absorb things through your butt, um, really well, and it's true for a lot of things. I mean, like coffee enemas or like coffee enemas. Yeah. Like enemas made of coffee. Yeah, you never heard of that. No. No? What? I mean, I know coffee is supposed to, like... You, you know, know, kids make your do, like, alcohol enemas, too, right? right? Yeah, yeah like I don't keep track butt, of all the nonsense the that kids do. Yeah. No, the kids are putting pot up their butt. <laughs> I mean, all you right. put it, you know, like, you put it, like, in pillow form, like, in the suppository. Like a, yeah, okay. Like, you grind it, grind it up and right. stick it in a little capsule. Not just, like, a funnel or something. It's right up in the butt. I've never tried it yet. <sighs> Okay, well, thanks for telling us that detail about yourself. <laughs> this world is so bored. That's <laughs> you know, if you're if you're if you're live a little, Mike. No, okay, come on. Oh, okay, it, take, you first, buddy. Taking <laughs> it seriously though, like smoking stuff is usually bad for you. So this right. is a great way to avoid that, like mm -hmm. um, carcinogen. Right. I don't want cancer, so I just shove things up my ass. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds, sounds great. Right. That's what's wrong with this this culture today. <laughs> not enough. Not enough up the butt. <laughs> not enough pills up the butt. <laughs> not enough ass shoving. <laughs> All right. Um. I'm going to pass on that whole suppository <laughs> of random okay. narcotics. Well, how about this alternative instead? Would mm. you smoke uh, weed that was strawberry flavored? <laughs> 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 if you don't like that, how about this? 
Why is that to be strawberry? Flavored? I like how there was so much of a pause there. Yeah. Like you really had to think about, about it. it. He was like, I don't know, because Mike doesn't no. really like strawberries. First no. of all, yeah, that would probably yeah. make me want to smoke weed well, less. Specifically, it was strawberries here, but or I'm assuming if, uh, it could be any like berry plant. Or what if your strawberries had a little taste of marijuana in them? N- I don't really care yeah. for the taste or the the smell of marijuana. Oh, to be honest so with you, what if it was what if it was pumpkin pie flavored pot? I mean, <laughs> I I mean, I guess like here's the thing. I have to be clean for work, so not I'm not anymore. going to do it. Okay, this just ix nay on the goddamn <laughs> exposing things, nay. I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Um, no, I, I don't lo- listen anything. I don't listen anything about my work life on my social media, so it's fine. Uh, my company will rename ma- nameless, please. I was. Thank you. Everything yeah. is such a fucking secret. You know, if yeah. you smoked more pot, you'd be less uptight about these well, things. Well, yeah. they are choosing... <laughs> if you're up <laughs> your butt, you loosen up a bit. They're choosing not to randomly test non-CDL drivers. No one knows what that means, but go ahead. Commercial driver license. All right. So, the only time that they would get tested is if they did something to warrant a test, like get into some sort of collision or get injured on the job. Mm. So they still have to be clean. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even have a whole description about it. I was just saying. So here's the problem with that. uh, We're going to keep going. Let's say I smoked today and then injured myself at work tomorrow, I would be fired because I would test positive for marijuana. So, no, I can't really do it. I'm just not getting randomed anymore. Well, just don't fuck up. Which means I I won't win the lottery (laughs) of termination. I would have to earn the termination this time. Mm -hmm. Either way, I would still get terminated. All we can hope for in this world is earning your own termination. So, yes, I could smoke weed and not get randomly fired. All right. But I could still get fired based upon safety. Did you have to give us that explanation like we worked there and you were giving us a safety talk? Well, there you go. I was just saying not anymore. So as a quip, that didn't need a whole analysis. Let's say I could smoke weed and <sighs> not worry about getting fired. Oh God, uh, orange would be good. Pumpkin pie. I don't know. That would be too much like the the yoga pants pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so no on the strawberries. Uh, no on the strawberries. It doesn't. Yes okay. on the orange. This doesn't have if to be. They could do like a Jack Daniels flavored weed. Uh, d- no, this, this is like cross. This is like cross pollination stuff. So I don't know if we're gonna get the oh, Jack no. Daniels. Oh so this isn't like, like vaping. Flavoring no. it is. Yeah, this uh, is like a whole a, other level. Yeah, this is like a strawberry marijuana plant. It's like, half strawberry, half marijuana. This sounds like science shit, and I don't believe in it. It wasn't science it shit. Because science causes autism. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> strawberry marijuana causes autism actually. Uh, yeah, this happened at the University of Miami, which is not surprising. Uh, there was a 24-year-old student, a biology student, who was um, crossbreeding these two plants. And um, he was just like, hey, this might be kind of cool. So he told his teacher, and um, the teacher was like, what? And they told the principal because they didn't want to get in trouble. And then that was their first mistake because now the plant is confiscated. But we don't know how it's going to turn out. I don't know if they're going to... What do you think the police did with it? Probably nothing. No, they were like, ah. Can't, you can't smoke it. There, there wasn't any buds on it. it oh. Not in the picture. There's okay. no marijuana uh, flowering buds on it. It's just like the just the leaves. And then it has some, some strawberries on it. I don't know if this this is a, the picture here. I don't know if that's like a like a photoshopped. Yeah. It's probably photoshopped. I don't know if it's the picture of the actual plant. but Okay. But anyways, some kids crust strawberries and pot and that's pretty cool yeah I think they 
they deserve some some kudos for that. That's all good. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes you just have to try out certain things and see what happens, and I don't know. And then sometimes the cops take it away. Let me know and when they've crossed whiskey and pots. <laughs> Every segue I try to make, you just fuck up. No, I didn't. I didn't fuck up the other ones earlier. Okay, well this one where I was really trying to figure out how to do a segue, and I had a great one, and then you ruined it. And I so didn't I fuck up any segue on the last. Sometimes episode. you just have to try out certain things, and sometimes the cops take them away from you, and then sometimes the government takes away certain foods from you, which is what's happening in London. I think this is kind of interesting because I like to think that I'm not affected by ads very much. That's probably not true, but I like to think that I'm not. So I guess they're banning junk food ads on the London underground. Because? Because they think that it's going to, I don't know, they're, they're trying to like combat this rise in diabetes and all kinds of other health problems that are happening with kids in the area. Um, child obesity and things like that. Yeah. Like, you know what? If we stop advertising for these things on the subway... Maybe kids won't be fat anymore. It probably can't hurt, but you know you have to. It's hard to break a habit. Like the parents go grocery shopping, they probably like get certain foods all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't just blame it on the kids being like, "Let me spend my extra money on soda." It's a whole eating habit that you have to get rid of and break down. Kids, teenagers are highly susceptible to marketing. Yeah, that's like, true. So much of music and fashion is not geared towards people our age. It's geared towards teenagers. Yeah. Because they eat that shit up. And they... Literally, yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, and yeah, they, they they are totally swayed, especially the younger kids. They're totally swayed by by commercials. So. See, yeah, that's and what killed me. I didn't have that when I was a kid. But like I think I you probably did. Because didn't uh, you want to, like, wear Vans and baggy jeans? And I, w- like I wanted to wear Vans because the no. music people that I liked yeah. wore Vans. But you're swayed exactly. by... Vans sponsored those bands. Right. Vans didn't sponsor, like, the Offspring or some okay, shit like that. Okay, you, but you, you saw something and you wanted to emulate it. Yeah, but it wasn't like break because it of down ads. To the, well, it doesn't matter. Like, sometimes kids, like, you know, sometimes it's ads. Sometimes it's, like... I was, Reno's right. Like, I was thinking about this from, like, an adult perspective of, like, the parents need to stop buying this shit for their kids. But, yeah, the kids can get it, too, I guess. Um, so they want to replace these ads with, like... They're not saying the companies can't advertise at all. They're saying if you're a company and want to advertise on the subway, you can only advertise healthy food. You can't advertise like hamburger ads and like sodas and like random, I don't know, like okay, whatever the hamburger like Doritos and stuff, you know. Hamburgers aren't necessarily bad. You Greasy. just have two pieces of bread, lettuce, onion, meat. Like so that's just a normal okay. meal. They keep it pretty objective on here. Yeah. They say greasy burger ads. I'm assuming it's like McDonald's and things like that. Well, even, yeah, well, McDonald's well, What? Like, don't tell me eating McDonald's is healthy. It's not. No, it's not. But if you're looking at the calorie intake and shit like that, like a regular hamburger at McDonald's falls within your People calorie don't intake e- for the day. get regular hamburgers there. Okay, but that's the problem. It isn't necessarily a regular hamburger. Like, mm. if they were advertising, like, ding-dongs and drumsticks and shit like that, like ice cream drumsticks, yeah. I mean, they are advertising those, too. But, so like, when people go to McDonald's, they're not going because they're like, I'll have a plain burger patty and a bun with nothing on it. And even when you do that, it's not like you're getting quality meat and quality bread. You're I getting get that. Bullshit. There's a difference in quality. Yeah. But the idea of a hamburger isn't necessarily unhealthy. Okay, but even so, like this, the way they make them there with all the chemicals and like additives and everything else is also fucking up kids' metabolism and the way that they take in nutrients. It's all messed up. Mm-hmm. So the mayor is on board with this. I guess, of course, the companies are irritated and they're like, we don't understand, you know, this isn't going to make as big of a difference as everyone thinks in cutting obesity rates, just like what you're saying. 
but they're going to fight for their industry. Like that's what they're. Gonna they're do. they're going to find different ways to uh, different venues to advertise. Yeah, like that's right now, it's it just you can't do it on the subway system. Well, okay, well they can do it right outside the subway system when the kids like walk up the stairs and get back on the street again. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that as a major fuck you to this. Probably. Yeah. So that yeah, companies are going to get around shit. That's what they do. And then what's going to happen is more children's programming or teenager programming is going to see a spike in that to make up for the fact they're not seeing it on their walk home from school. Yeah, creepy. Advertising is creepy. It's like this weird, like, everywhere. mentality. Of it's like everywhere but in the subways of London. So yeah, basically you have true. to ban annoying advertising. Right. Which yeah, I would that'd love. Be, that'd be awesome. That might be difficult. And which is, like, I can't even go on YouTube and watch, like, videos on how to, like, replace struts on a car without, I like, know. 20 fucking ads like, playing okay, over a 10-minute fucking video. You're not going to get rid of that in a capitalist society. And you're never going to get everyone to agree, like, oh, no. yes, we should stop advertising. Like, that's literally how things happen. I, see, I like capitalism with regulation. And we don't have enough regulation. Yeah, we do. No. We have enough regulation. It's just not in this. In the not right when it areas. comes to annoying advertising. Yeah, like there's too much regulation. That's the problem. Like anybody who like gets out of college and goes, "I'm going to go into advertising," deserves to be cold clocked across the job. That's why I'm <laughs> having you. so much <laughs> trouble. Where I'm like, you know what? I want to switch to an art related job, but everything I find is like media marketing manager, and I'm like, nope, mm-hmm. don't want to do it. Yeah, I'm you, sorry, you become the devil. Yeah. Speaking of the devil, oh. I'm trying to ban things. Yeah. Uh, Pastor John Lindell. Of the James River Church in Ozark, Missouri. Of course it's there. A church with a congregation of about 10,000 motherfucking people. Whoa. <laughs> They're not Angel just pe- fucking people. <laughs> They're not just people. They're motherfucking people. He's telling uh, his churchgoers, his, um, what do you call them? Congregation. Uh, congregates? I guess that's, yeah. To stay the fuck away from yoga, because yoga has demonic roots. <laughs> Amen, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> He got me. I've been just trying to do the work of the devil this whole time. <laughs> you got me, Pastor John. Well, good thing you don't live in Missouri. Although I wonder, like... fuckers that do, though, man. Do you think most of his church did do yoga? Like, are, are they I likely to... Idea. Like, I'm just guessing here, but I would assume no. Oh, pro- I mean, a fair amount of people do yoga. Who knows? I like. I don't know. I've never been to Missouri. I don't know what the demographic. What's the stereotype? The board. The board. You soccer mom, housewife. Yeah, that's like an old stereotype, though. Now it's like maybe they did. I don't know why else he would do this sermon if he wasn't feeling threatened by it. So it's possible. Reno, Hmm. how much of your clientele is the board soccer mom demographic? Depends on what studio. Okay. um, Don't name the studio. I don't want you to fuck up your business. No. Yeah. But uh, at some places, like seventy-five percent. God damn. Yeah, and some studios, it's like, um, in some studios, mm, by far, like 80, 90% of <laughs> my students are, are women. I've, I've taught many, 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 many classes. Oh, I'm not. I don't have a single yeah. male in them. Well, I'm not. Oh, hey. Um. <laughs> yeah, but it's not exciting. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm telling He's you. He's a teacher. Take he can't do anything. <laughs> not during class. Oh, um. right. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm I'm talking about a very specific demographic of female, not n- every female. Like you get a lot of the the non soccer mom types too. I would assume. Sure. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm saying. It's just like you have like that 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 stereotype obviously exists, mm-hmm. big time. And the, so the bored soccer mom housewife of the Christian church is now being told yeah. she's naughty. There's definitely mm-hmm. a crossover between that. I feel like Christians I mean, and bored soccer moms. Like 
I mean, is it she sinning by just wearing those revealing yoga pants anyway? No, they <laughs> like yoga pants. They just don't want the reason. I feel like the reason why he's really against yoga is because he's like, oh, crap, this is a thing they might end up going to more often than my church. I must, uh, ex- <gasps> you know, extinguish well, it. Well, you then maybe. On the nose there. Yeah. Well, maybe then church needs to introduce some sort of exercise. No, no exercise. No, no. Exercise Jesus makes didn't you say feel anything about exercise. No, exercise makes you feel better about yourself. It gives you like a sense of well-being and purpose. It does all the things for you that religion Boom. It's supposed to do, and they don't want that shit. Acro yoga is my religion, bitches. That's a good <laughs> shirt. Um, yeah, so he he warned his congregants of uh, the spiritual dangers of fortune telling, Wicca, fortune telling, and yoga. I like how those are all in the same sentence. Okay, yeah. uh, if there's anything that goes together, it's fortune telling and yoga. Mm-hmm. Here's the devil's advocate thing, pun intended. Uh. Um, aren't there a lot of Wiccan types that are into yoga though? That's what he's. Mm. Huh? I was just jokingly saying, like, why are those the three things he's the most worried about? Well, uh, I'm sure the there are a lot from of From an outside perspective, that like, uh, that, that's called liberal mindset. Oh, you're saying he's like this... I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, you would you would assume that, uh, like, someone who was into Wicca would be more prone to yoga than Christianity. Yeah. So Correct? Mike's saying, like, he, this guy is suspicious so. because look at all these Wiccans who like this thing. It must be bad. Right. I so what you're saying, yeah. The, the, counter, the counterculture to his culture is obviously all part of one, in his opinion. That's why he's warning against it. All because right, don't try to you're opening this guy. But I, yeah, I, get, I get it. Advocate. I get it. Like, like, even though yoga may not house these things, it opens the door to them. Yeah, Satan's door. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, you are marijuana. You're the marijuana <laughs> to people's... You are marijuana. You're the marijuana to people's heroin use. You moss-smoking, Wicca-practicing <laughs> yoga enthusiast. You, what are you doing? You were the 14-year-old that was introduced to pot and then turned into a junkie giving head for crack in the alleyway by 21. Oh, my God, Mike. That's what you're doing. Who are you? Are you Basically. talking at Reno right now or just like the... The devil's hypothetical advocate. you. Devil's advocate. All right. Well, anyways. <laughs> Devil's a- no, um, that's rad that he's saying it, even though he's really off. Like, I'm well, sorry. He's, he's got more reasons why yoga is bad, though. It's bullshit. Because you want to know something like MP90X, this shit that I do, there's yoga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's You're a witch, Mike. Yeah, there's fucking yoga, which I hate doing. But You said witch. You're a witch. Which I hate doing. But at the end of uh, after the end of like tearing my muscles up, you need to do a little bit of stretching and yoga. That is what I told you like five years ago. You yeah, like, no, I do the two stupid. minutes worth of it at the end of the fucking Whatever. routine. All right. Yeah, you yeah, have to do, do you, something. Do so you empty your mind when you do it? No, usually I'm fucking pissed off because I can't balance correctly. Well, he might be shit. okay with that then, because he's really against people emptying their minds. It's bad for you. It's. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Wait, it's what? because he thinks he says it's yeah. spiritually dangerous for people to empty their minds. Yoga is diametrically opposed to Christianity. Uh, Christians <laughs> should stay away from yoga because it has demonic roots. You know when you meditate, like you're supposed to meditate when you do yoga. He doesn't like that. Well, I so mean, if you go to the church, your mind is practically empty. Oh, but they still have a thing. oh give me a high five from across the room. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. Um, he thinks it's uh, That's fucking dumb. yoga because y- yoga has um, some roots um, correlated to Hinduism that you know it's demonic because it's got Hindu that's fucking roots dumb. And, you know Hindus pray to more than one god and they don't pray to Jesus. So yeah, but course. it's like how is that demonic? You know, it's not demonic. It's just not monotheistic. You know, mm-hmm. you don't. Well, if it's not me. monotheistic, 
It's demonic. Okay. You see, that's the thing that kills me. It's like you don't have to believe in that shit to fucking stretch and breathe. Yeah. Exactly. It's you just know. stretching and breathing, folks. Yeah, that's literally it what is. it is. Like, yeah, it might have started by a bunch of religious people, but you don't... No, I you guarantee know. you everyone doing yoga is not like, I'm going to be like practicing Hinduism I sh- The like, last thing that crosses my mind when I'm in a downward dog is what the fuck a Hindu god is doing. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, every time I eat crackers and drink wine, I'm thinking like I'm eating flesh and oh, drinking I, yeah. blood, you know. Right. I'm a cannibal. Well, I have to like like how much that, how no. much that would have messed up children. Like they might actually be afraid of crackers for the rest of their lives. If they took it literally, yeah. 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 yeah okay. <sighs> so. Religion's dumb. Sometimes sure it is. is. But you know, sometimes scientists are dumb too. Yeah, that's ooh, true. Ooh, do tell. Well, I don't want to give away the ending story. Oh. But this is our last story of the of the episode. Of that's the true. year. Yeah. Of the year. That's true. This is our last story. Merry Christmas. Last episode. Oh. Happy holidays. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. End of 2018. I know. <laughs> Reno is so bad. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Reno. Hi, Mike. Merry oh. Christmas, Reno. Happy. Merry Christmas, Reno. Okay, Happy Saturnalia. I want to hear this this article actually. Um, I probably, well, I don't want. I, I don't want to say I'd go this far, but I get very annoyed when people spoil endings for me. Not this annoyed. This is pretty crazy. <laughs> However, they're probably extenuating circumstances, like being in the middle of nowhere, you know. Yeah. So these uh, there's these two guys in Antarctica. Uh, Sergey and Oleg, and um, they spent um, four years together mm-hmm. in Antarctica. And to kind of pass the time, they'd read books. And o- um, Oleg was kind of a dick. <laughs> he would ruin the endings of books for um, Sergey. Oh, he did it more than once. Yes. Okay, yes. that's definitely over yeah, warranted. And over. And over and can you imagine getting through no. like most of the book and then dude's like, Oh yeah, it's his mom. And that's like the only entertainment she they have him. there. Yeah. yeah. No. So eventually um Sergei stabbed <laughs> Oleg <laughs> with a kitchen knife. In the fucking heart. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Didn't see that ending coming. Wasn't just like a little like jabby jab in the no. in the arm or something or a little slash on the wrist. No. No. A stab in the fucking heart. That's a that's a that's <laughs> pretty <laughs> brutal. Mike, look at this is the the photo of the attacker. Look at that smug that face. Well, why isn't he in prison? I don't know. It's I'm funny sure he because is. he after your description of like how he stabbed him in the heart, I'm just looking at his face where he looks completely I mean, smug. He he's he's um in house arrest back at his home in St. Petersburg and he's being charged with attempted murder. Oh, like and it's the first time a man has ever been charged with murder in Antarctica. Wow. Wow, they broke the streak, did they? <laughs> this guy looks like a dick, though. Like, look at him. He's just like, God. Well, in his defense, every, yeah, m- every story yeah. he was ever told was spoiled. Yeah. See, that's kind of like, I'm, I'm weird because I, as a kid, I used to read the last page first of every book. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Just to save you some time? No, just to see, like, like w- I wanted to see how it ended to see whether it was worth reading. Yeah. It's kind of like when I go to the movies, I kind of watch, I like watching the trailers just because, kind of like, Is this I see be the whole movie, like, two minutes, you're like, okay. I, yeah, I, I get the gist of it. It's probably a good movie. There's yeah. very few movies that actually change tone 100% and send you for a loop. Mm. It's mm-hmm. that from Dust Till Dawn syndrome that you don't see very often, where... The very first half of it is, like, these two dudes running from the law, killing people, kidnapping a family. 
Don't ruin it for people. I know. If you haven't seen it yet, go see. Get from stabbed Dust in the heart. Get the fuck out of here. If you haven't seen this 20-something-year-old movie by now, just deal with it. Some people haven't. And then it turns into a Vampire Slayer movie. No. Ah, ruin. Yeah. Oh. Stab you in the heart with a wooden stake. That's Bring yeah, it. So I was going to say, it better be a wooden stake. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, like uh, most of the time you can get from the... Tra- that the, the trailer for that movie probably fucked people up. Mm-hmm. The trailer from everything else, yeah, it tells you what you can do. In exactly. Like, Two minutes, like, is this worth my time? Some trailers like tell like the whole goddamn movie. You're like, well, I don't even need to. I don't even need to watch the movie now. Like, yeah. I, I, I already got Ramis and most horror twist. movie. Most horror movie trailers show all the scary parts in the trailer. Right, that's horrible. Like, you. I know. Why would you do that? Yeah. It's like that or looks like the amazing. Comedies, they show all the jokes in the comedy trailers, and yeah. you're like, well, now I don't need to watch this. So I know it's like, ooh, that looks amazing, and then you see it's like, wait. Yeah. Wait, where the fuck is all the rest of it? Yeah. Oh wait, you mean I saw everything I needed to see in the fucking trailer? Oh, movies. So, uh, yeah, I think that, that, that about does us for uh, yeah, the whole year. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this. What would, you, what would push you to, ki- to stabbing someone in the heart? Like that under that scenario. Take a lot. Like spoiling something. Uh, oh, what no, would be no, not spoiling anything. That wouldn't make me kill so I wouldn't kill. I don't think he went to Antarctica thinking, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Maybe he did. You don't know. They probably were like slightly, I don't know, like starved and maybe dehydrated and like, I don't know, under certain conditions. No, no you don't think so? You think that was just his regular mental state killing someone over telling him the book endings? For four years, every book you read is ruined. But really, you can't time like... Time and time and time again. There had to be something else there besides that. Because like you can have logical conversations with people and be like, please don't do this. Or you can have screaming matches and be angry. But I'm sure there were screaming matches. Your average person happened. is not going to commit murder or attempted murder. Oh, I could really? see kicking his ass over it. Yeah. But I don't know about yeah, like, like murder. Yeah, like the knife thing. It's like, really? Yeah. like I, I Definitely if someone, like uh, by about year one, by the end of year one, I'd probably be like, you spoil one more book, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. And the yeah. next book he spoiled, I'd be like, "All right." And then fuck when he wasn't up. looking, I'd fuck him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, I would, I would bitch move that shit. I'd be just like, "Okay," and he'd thinking, "Hey, that motherfucker ain't gonna fuck me up." Then boom, but he maybe didn't maybe this guy's not. Spoiler very, alert: Maybe uh, Sergei is not a very uh, good fighter. Yeah, I was gonna say. He's like, well, he could have like, waited till the dude was like nodding off and like gone at him like they did in um, Full Metal Jacket with mm. the socks filled with whatever the fuck and beat the quarters, shit out. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, you, you went with the knife instead. You know, yeah. you know, you had, he doesn't have yeah. socks with quarters there. Yeah, you get uh, you get socks with something. Fill it with like you don't go to Antarctica with like with nothing. <laughs> yeah, shit. get a burlap sack with all the books he spoiled and knock the motherfucker <laughs> yeah. out with it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, I'd beat him up with the book. Yeah, like seriously, you, there's <laughs> like Death there's by paper cuts. Mm. Yeah, book. I'm sorry, yeah. motherfucker didn't need to kill him over it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't die. He he somehow oh. survived. They flew him like to the hospital and you know he's yeah i would have like his ass would have been fucked up after a certain point like that's that's for sure yeah i don't know how you stabbed one in the heart and they survive also it's like what kind of knife was that but okay a kitchen knife no i mean like like a butter knife like how would you not die from that i don't know seems strange (laughs) but okay well well on that, that note. Yeah, I think that about does it for us. Happy New Year. Happy yeah, New Year. Yeah, it's a great way to end that. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. ruin the end of our year or the end of our episodes or we'll <laughs> fucking stab you. You know, one thing we never, ever do is ask people to interact with us. Yeah, we do. No, it never we happens. We just said don't stab us or <laughs> don't don't uh, ruin the ending. We, won't we have you. a Facebook page. What is it? Six Degrees of Rumination. One of you guys started Twitter. What is it? 
Did we start a Twitter? Yeah. yeah I've never used it. I've never we used periscoped it. Periscoped on it. I'm not a big like Twitterer. Does anyone periscope anymore? No, do you think anyone listens know. to the episodes all the way to the end? Oh, uh, actually, we do have some. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Podbean tells me that. Right. The well, uh, like we actually have fans that religiously listen. I'm not sure why. If you're one of those religious listeners, I want you to shoot us an email or uh, Facebook a, a Facebook message right now. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be tell a message. Right. Just tell right us to our uh, wall. who your least favorite uh, character is on this. <laughs> and we'll, oh, we'll vote that person off. <laughs> there you go. Now well, it's good. Well, if it happens good. to be the guy that does all the recording, you're fucked. No, no. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not going to be you. Or tell us your favorite story or a favorite topic, and maybe we'll uh, we'll mention it in the next uh, episode in yeah. 2019. Yeah. yeah, give us some suggestions for future episodes. Interact with us, please. We're lonely. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to wake <laughs> up on Christmas with a tear in my eye. <sighs> this has been Six Degrees of Rumination with your hosts, Rena Gorman, Nina Boyd, and the producer Mike. Closing out 2018. All right. Good night. Good night. And have a good new year. <laughs>